0: Welcome to Jaipur Baites. I'm your host, Lakshthata. This episode is the edited version of a live session from the Jaipur Literature Festival 2021. Divine Comedy, Dante Alighieri, Piero Boitani, and Claudio Guinta in conversation with His Excellency Vincenzo De Luca.
1: There is-
2: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining this event and I want to thank uh, the Jaipur Literary Festival for hosting this event with us. We have organized this event in the framework of, as you've seen in the video, of the Italian Culture Festival in India 2021. Just want to introduce with an historical overview the talk with Professor Boitani and Professor Junta, an historical overview of the life and works Dante Lighieri the most famous poet and writer of the Middle Age, author of one of the masterpieces of the world literature, the Divine Comedy. Dante was born in Florence in 1265 and died in Ravenna in 1321. Being born in Florence 700 years ago meant being born in one of the largest and richest cities in Europe. The nation that came to be known as Italy didn't exist back then. Italy is a relatively young country being only 160 years old. Neither was there a single Italian language. In every region, every city, different dialects were spoken that originated from Latin, the language of the ancient Roman Empire. Dante wrote the Commedia or the Divine Commedia in the Florentine dialect of his city in Fiorentino and it was so successful that his native dialect ended up uh, becoming the language of writers, of cultured people and ultimately of all Italians. Thus, when students in Italy schools are taught that Dante was the father of the Italian language, it's not exaggeration at all. Dante's life was divided in two parts, by a traumatic incident, the exile. He fell victim of the political struggles that were shaking up Florence at the beginning of the 12th century and had to leave his city in 1301. He would never return. In the 20 years that followed, until his death, he roamed over central and northern Italy, at the mercy of the hospitality of princely courts. So Dante was no stranger to poverty, to humiliation, but exile was also the driving creative force behind his most successful works. A bit like the Irish writer, James Joyce, many hundred years later, who voluntarily went into exile. The first linguistic treatise written in Italy, the De vulgari eloquentia, the first popular philosophical treatise, the Convivio, an important essay on politics, titled the Monarchia, and most important of all, of course, the Commedia, which Dante also wrote to seek revenge, to defend himself from the accusation of uh, uh, his fellow citizens had made against him and, to name, those who were guilty of the political crisis going on in Italy at that time. Dante's vision of the world was of a European of his time. He was Christian, knew the Bible by heart, as well as texts by church fathers like St. Augustine and Christian philosophy uh, of masters like Tommaso d'Aquino. His faith was rock-solid, and this reflects clearly in the Commedia, which is a journey into the hereafter that ends with the vision of God. The heart was for him and for his contemporaries at the center of of the universe, and the sun and all other planets revolved around it. He had no doubt that man was at the center of all divine creation. Reading the Commedia means returning to a spiritual world that is very different from ours, a world untouched by modern anxiety and doubts. It also means coming into contact with a genius infinitely unlike us, that is archaic and foreign to our idea of the ideal universe. And because of this, in my opinion, in our opinion, reading the Commedia is one of the most interesting. Intellectual experience and adventure that someone from our time can undertake. Comedy was inspired also, as inspired also in India, several authors from Vanyopadhyaya to Orobindo and Tagore. The Divine Comedy has been recently translated into Bengali by Gangopadhyay in 2011. So, my first question to our two speakers, Professor Boitani and Professor Junta, do we still read the
0: Divine Comedy all over the world? Um, I, I wish I was there, but I mean there are many problems around the world, so I can I'm not allowed to travel, and so I'm gonna just give you just a, a quick idea of why we, we are supposed, we should read the Divine Comedy. But in my case, in my in my case, I guess I'm I'm privileged and biased because I, I'm Italian and I live in the f- very same neighborhood in which Dante used to live. So if you if you check uh, slide two. Please, um, there's an image of my neighborhood uh, in Florence uh, from the 17th century, and this was the neighborhood in which Dante, many years before, used to live. And the next slide is a picture I I took from my apartment of the area Porta San Piero is the name of the of the this part of town, St. Peter's door, in which Dante used to live. So I lived there. That's why maybe I feel Uh, I I felt obliged to read and study Dante, but to to give a a better answer to the question uh, that the ambassador asked, uh, so why do we read, why do we still read the Divine Comedy? Um, I guess a a short and sincere answer is that um, we are going to die. Um, um, One understands that, one realizes that uh, when he's he's in in his forties or fifties when you start seeing people around you uh, dying, people you love, relatives, friends and so on. I don't think this, the perception of this um, inconvenient detail of, Italia, of, it, of, of, of life uh, is, is strong enough when you are young. But when you grow old, you start understanding that you are going to die and you see yourself growing old. Um, and so you, you, you feel the urge of, to, to be more serious. There's a wonderful poem by a great British poet called Philip Larkin, Uh, and in in this poem, Larkin says, I quote, someone will forever be surprising, a hunger in himself to be more serious. So going on, you get more serious. You don't want to spend waste time in, uh, with the last crime novel, reading with the last crime novel or reading the last romance novel. You don't want to spend time on the surface. You, you you seek death. Well, Dante is Dante and the Divine Comedy are always very serious and very deep. Um, that means that the problems that arise in the Divine Comedy, the questions that are asked and answered uh, in the Divine Comedy are the fundamental problems and questions of, of human life, uh, such as: does God exist? What happens after death? What is the worst of sins? What is the most important virtue um how should we live uh will the ones who do not believe in god go to heaven will we see again the people we love in the afterlife and so on so serious questions and when we are my age when you are my age you start uh, paying attention to those questions um contemporary novelists do not ask themselves these questions these are questions that are found mostly in the, in the sacred books of the great religions, such as the Bible or the Koran. Um, in fact, the Divine Comedy has something to do with these great books, with the difference that Dante has, um, that talks about these crucial topics uh, of human life in a wonderful way. Um, and I cho- I've chosen some uh, lines that show the, the, prove the points, the point, we are in the middle of paradise. So, next slide, please. We are in the middle of, of paradise, and Dante uh, has asked some souls if they will rise with the body after the final judgment. Can, can we show the next slide, please? And the souls Dante asked, had uh, uh, talked to, uh, yes, uh, these souls have answered yes they will rise with the body. And then he asks, Dante asks, if the light emanating from their soul will not be too strong for their eyes, for their eyes made of flesh. And the answer of these souls is uh, the one we can read together. I, I'm gonna read the Italian version uh, in order to give you the sound of Italian language and you can read the translation. Ma si come carbon che fiamma rende e per vivo candor quella soverchia sì che la sua parvenza si difende, così questo folgor che già ne cerchia fia vinto in apparenza dalla carne che tutto di la terra ricoperchi. Ne potrà tanta luce affaticarne, nor will we tire when faced with such bright light, so the big light will not damage the the, the eyes of the people who will born again after death, che gli organi del corpo saranno forti a tutto ciò che potrà dilettare, Tanto mi parver subito, subiti e accorti, e l'uno e l'altro coro a dice amme, che ben mostrar disio di corpi morti. Forse non pur per loro, ma per le mamme, per i padri e per gli altri che fuor cari, anzi che fosse sempiterne fiamme. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but I, I, I don't care so much for the soul after my death. I wanna see again the body of the people I loved. Uh, and Dante had the same feeling, the same desire. Um, and this is very touching also because he did not have any doubt about the, the fulfilling of his desire. He was he, he strongly believed in God and in afterlife. I have many doubts. So I guess we could call mine uh, a wishful thinking in my case. But it's still very touching, maybe even more, uh, because we in a strange way we are connected, me and Dante longing for a uh, future afterlife uh, made of flesh and blood and not only of soul. So, this is my short answer to the question why should we read or why people should read again uh, the Divine Comedy?
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Junta. I don't know if we can uh, have the connection with uh, Professor Boidani, otherwise, I go on with another question to Professor Junta. And the question could be around uh, the two, three things to be kept in mind when approaching the divine comedy in order to understand it better, Professor Junta.
0: Yeah, um, I prepared, I just prepared a couple of slides just to give you the the, the general idea about the life and works of Dante. So let's start with the basic data, uh, basic data reader should keep in mind to, Understand something about about Dante. So, please, can you can we show the next um, slide? Um, yes, this is life in short, very short. Uh, Dante uh, was born in Florence in twelve sixty five. In twelve seventy four, he first he first saw the lady of his life. Uh, she was not Beatrice. Uh, was not her, her, her wife, in fact. One was not her girlfriend, in fact. She was just an image. She was just a girl he he saw in Florence when he was young, and he fell in love with her when he was 18. So, the, and the second appearance of Beatrice, Dante falls in love, 12, um, 1283. In the early 90s, he marries Gemma Donati. Um, love and marriage were not things that went together always. So he was in love with Beatrice, but he was forced to to to, to marry is Gemma Donati, who was the daughter of a very, very powerful man in Florence. And at the end of the 13th century, he takes part in Florence political life um, and he becomes priore. It means one of the most important uh, political uh, figures in, in, in Florentine life. Um, in 1301, as the ambassador said before, he, would con- he was condemned to exile and he will never return back to Florence. So he will spend 20 years abroad out of Florence, uh, trying to, 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 to survive basically, because it was, he was very poor and he had to, he felt the urge to, 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 to study and to write. And it was, uh, absolutely not, not easy for him. Um, he spent most of, of his time in center and northern Italy between Tuscany, Emilia, Veneto. Um, and finally in the second part of the, of the, of the second uh, decade of the, Fourteenth century, he settles down. He settles down in Verona, and then in Ravenna, and he, he died in Ravenna in 1321. Um, next slide, slide, please. Uh, we are gonna just give a shorter, short idea, quick idea about the, the main works of Dante. Um, Dante is not only the Divine Comedy. Uh, divine Comedy is the work every student in Italy studies, but it, it was important. It is important also for a series of uh, less known um, works. The Vita The New Life, is the first Italian autobiography. Um, in the 20th century, uh, everybody writes an autobiography, but it was something very uncommon at Dante's time. Um, then he wrote, he wrote uh, a series of lyric poems, the rime, sonnets, ballads, canzoni, on many topics like love, politics, ethics. And uh, then uh, the most important. Uh, Italian uh, language treatise, uh, the De Vulgar Eloquencia, uh, a philosophical treatise, the Convivio, uh, a treatise on politics, the Monarchia, so a large range of works uh, in a very short period of time, and then the Divine Comedy. And how can can we define uh, the, the Divine Comedy? What's that? The philosophical Christian vision of mankind's eternal fate. This is a very common uh, definition of the Divine Comedy. Or maybe a symbolic dream, or simply a journey the afterlife or whatever else it's very difficult to to, to define to give to, to, to put a name on the van comedy because it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a journey to afterlife it's a judgment about the earth is a philosophical poem it's many things together next slide please uh, i just want to quote the first lines of the Firmer, the first lines of the Divine Comedy, these are the lines that every student in school learn by, uh, learns by heart, so every Italian uh, more or less knows these lines by heart, and uh, and uh, they are beautiful, and so yeah, I'm going to read them in Italian um, and you can follow in English. Nel mezzo del cammin di nostra vita mi ritrovai per una selva oscura che la diritta via eras Ai quanto a dir qual era e cosa dura, esta selva selvaggia e aspra e forte che nel pensier rinnova la paura. Tante amare che poche più morte, ma per trattare del ben chi vi trovai, dirò dell'altre cose chi v'ho scorte. So Dante is is in the middle of a a forest, wood, is lost, is scared, is dark, and and this is the starting of the journey. uh, this journey will, will, will take Dante through inferno, so the, the place in which people are punished for their sins, then the Purgatorio, uh, kind of a temporary inferno, uh, and then the paradise, the heaven. And uh, Dante will meet lots of people during the, the journey. And first of all, Virgil, the great Latin poet of the first century before Christ, who, who will be his guide until the, the end of Purgatorio. At the end of Purgatorio, uh, Dante will meet uh, Beatrice, the lady who was in love when he was young, and Beatrice will take him to the heavens. Um, this is the starting of the poem. These are very famous lines. So if you see an Italian, you can ask him to, 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 to recite these lines by heart. He should be, he or she should be able to. And the ending of the Divine Comedy is in the following slide, slide please, next slide. Next please. No. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. This one is just to give you an idea of how a medieval manuscript was made. This is the starting. This the first page of a 14th century. No, no. Okay. This one is good. Okay. The 14th century uh, manuscript. Um, and you can see in the, in the little image um, there, you can see Dante with his hands like right. this open and Virgil. Talking to him, uh, the hill uh, in which it tries that, that he tries to to, to to climb, and uh, you can see a couple of, of uh, wild animals that will uh, uh, will, will will stop uh, Dante during his climb, and then the the poem starts. You can read the, you can read the first line nel mezzo del camin di nostra vita. Um, as I was saying, this is the, the first page. Let's have a look of the last page of the Divine Comedy. Next slide, please. Yeah, this is the end of the ending of Paradise of Heaven, 33, after 100 cantos, the Divine Comedy is made, is, is three, cha- three big chapters divided in uh, 100 cantos, 100 uh, series of lines, of verses, and uh, and at the end of the, of the poem, uh, of, the, of, the, of the comedy, Dante sees God. So in the end, there's a happy ending. And these are the very last lines of the poem. I'm going to read them in Italian, uh, and you can follow in English. Se non che la mia mente fu percossa, da un fulgore in che sua voglia venne, all'alta fantasia qui mancò possa, ma già volgeva il mio desio il velle, si come rota che ugualmente è mossa, l'amor che muove il sole, State. So in the end of the poem Dante can see uh, God and his will and his desire uh, move uh, at the same pace, at the same time with the desire and the will of God, uh, that is love, love is another name for God. Um, coming to a, a better answer maybe of the questions the ambassador asked me, um, I, I picked up a couple of passages in my comedy. Uh, that are so for me in my opinion for so astonishing astonishingly beautiful that should give the 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 here the, i mean some people, the people who hear me now the will the, the, the desire to read the whole poem so if i can read um the two the two next uh, the next two slides um i can give you the idea of why the divine comedy is so beautiful and uh, so next slide. Yes, um, I, I chose two different passages, two different um, pieces of the comedy to give you um, a whole. I mean, a different, different idea of uh, of the beauties of the of Dante's work, because Dante is both a master of the detail and a master of the big vision. Uh, so I'm going to give you two examples uh, of greatness in detail and greatness in vision. This is Paradiso, Paradise 10, Tent Canto, um, and Dante is, is in heaven, it's a, it is a big sky, dark, and he meets the souls of the saved, the saints, the, the blessed ones who live in, in paradise, and they appear to him as lights, lights uh, sparkling, shining, and singing. Um so he, he has to describe these 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 people these lights and uh, and he says what it's written in, in the slide I'm gonna read them uh, I'm gonna read them of course poi si cantando quelli ardenti soli si fuor girati intorno a noi tre volte come stelle vicine a fermi poli that means uh, these souls are like lights in circle turning around Dante and Beatrice. Donne um, mi parver non da ballo sciolte, ma che sarresti intacite ascoltando fin che le nove note hanno ricolte. So he's comparing the circle of lights he's seeing in paradise um, around him to what? To women, not really dancing in fact, but waiting for the dance to start. Uh, I don't know if you have this... if you you ever had this 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 feeling of this this experience you are dancing you're on the dance floor and the music stopped and you are waiting for the music to start again and uh, and i always thought this was crazy because this guy is in the middle of paradise he sees um, the the saints the blessed ones the souls of heaven and the image the idea that comes to his mind is the idea the most familiar realistic uh, florentine uh, view uh a bunch of women dancing or not dancing but waiting on the dance floor that the music starts
2: again. So Professor Giunta, crossing. since, uh, since but, Professor Boitani now has connected with us, yes. uh, I would like to also ask uh, his view about uh, uh, why today Divine Comedy is still a universal kind of oh. uh, work and uh, thing. Professor
1: Boitani. Well, the easiest uh, answer is that um, uh, Dante speaks of us to us, basically. Um, he's not talking about things that are so remote from us. Uh, if you read the Inferno, for instance, um, the basic feelings there, uh, you know love, death, politics, uh, betrayal. Um, journey into the unknown, in the case of Ulysses, these are all things that are still with us. In some way we can even say that Dante has contributed effectively, if not exclusively, to our creation. Uh, this is something that is often said of Shakespeare, see uh, Harold Broome, but in fact Dante has given uh, a, an absolutely fundamental impulse to that creation of modernity. Um, characters like uh, Ulysses, or Francesca, and so on. These are uh, archetypes of what we then became, as it were, or perhaps what we were always. Um, So this is the reason. And one doesn't really need uh, to have this enormous um, medieval, theological, Catholic construction to read those episodes. Uh, Yes, they are part of that view of the world, undoubtedly, and we would understand them better if we know that stuff. But in fact, it's not necessary to, to know that. Uh, you can tell the story of Francesca and Paolo to anyone in the world. It's a, it's a story of adultery. Uh, two uh, in-laws who fall in love because of reading a story, and that's absolutely normal, as, as it were, um, the beginning of adultery. and and then are killed by the husband. So it's, you know, it's absolutely uh, perfectly um, every day, as it were. So, and then there is the other side, what Claudio was talking about now, of uh, being able to describe experiences which we almost never actually have. The view of the absolute the the, the actual trying to render what what um, was once called the the uh, struggle for the absolute the absolute aringo which he calls it in paradiso II, in fact the aringo the enormous agon fighting against the uh, the unspeakable as it were Dante tries and although he says many times oh my memory is lost is fading away my words have uh, also uh, lacking now and so on. Then he goes to the very end, uh, which is quite an enterprise because nobody in Christianity had ever succeeded in doing so, not even Saint Paul. Uh, Saint Paul said in one of his epistles that he was, uh, you know, taken to the third heaven and he could not say what he had heard or seen. And Dante quotes that bit in Paradiso one, and then he says, but in fact I will and does uh, for 33 cantos of Paradiso go on like that. This uh, passage that I had chosen also from Paradiso, I noticed that both Claudia and I had chosen mostly passages from the Paradiso, which is supposed to be the most difficult cantica of the three, but it is the most challenging, in fact. Um, but you see here, Dante is addressing the readers uh, with a few classical images o voi che siete in picceretta varca desiderosi d'ascoltare, seguiti dietro al mio legno che cantando varca tornate a rivederli i vostri liti non vi mettete in pelago che forse perdendo me rimarreste smarriti l'acqua che io prendo giammai non si corse Minerva spira e conducemi a Apollo e nove muse mi dimostran l'orse Voi altri pochi che drizzaste il collo per tempo al pan degli angeli, del quale vivesi qui, ma non servienza Tollo. Metter potete ven per l'alto sale vostro navigio, servando il mio solco dinanzi all'acqua che ritorna e quale dinanzi all'acqua che ritorna e quale. So, you can follow me. You very few people who have already uh, eaten uh, the bread of angels, the grace of God then you can follow me uh, in your uh, your ships, uh, which will follow my wake, servando mio solco, dinanzi all'acqua che ritorna uguale, before the water gets smooth again behind me, behind us. And it's quite an extraordinary image uh, which recalls, suddenly, and this is my second passage, recalls in fact the end of, uh, of Ulysses' story in Inferno twenty-six, when the water closes in on the... Basement, has been sunk, as a matter of fact, by uh, the, the um, uh, whirlwind coming from the mountain of purgatory. You are some illustrations here and uh, they are Fifteenth century, basically. This, as you can see, is a large illustration from uh, manuscript Yates Thompson uh, 36 in London, the British Library, uh, illustrated by Giovanni di Paolo. And you see the entire complex, Dante and Beatrice flying up, and then you see behind the little bark, the ship. Uh, it, it takes the entire uh, sequence of the two cantos. And if we go further. Um, to the next image. Now this is Ulysses' death, and it's interesting. I chose an English translation uh, which is far from modern. It is the famous Carey translation. That is the translation that the Romantics used. Coleridge, Shelley, Byron, Keats, uh, everyone, Tennyson afterwards, uh, all were in love with this particular translation, which you will see is in blank verse. Without rhyme. Noi ci allegrammo, says Ulysses, when he comes, when he views uh, the mountain, e, e tosto tornò in pianto, che della nuova terra un turbo nacque, e percosse del legno il primo canto. Tre volte il fe con tutte l'acque, alla quarta levar la poppa in suso, e la prora ire in giù, come altrui piacque in fin che il mar fu sovra noi ricuso. The sea sea closes in over them. Uh, Of course, this is a shipwreck, whereas that in Paradiso, it's all a shipwreck. But the same rhythm, the same, so that you get these contrasts in the comedy. And Ulysses' death is, in a sense, uh, the the crowning to the failure of an enterprise, uh, because Ulysses is he who goes beyond the Strait of Gibraltar, he who discovers America uh, coming from Europe, or so Renaissance uh, poets and uh, and interpreters took it to mean, so that uh, you you see it's a a condemnation of entire civilization in a sense. And, uh, but Dante has plays on these things uh, throughout the comedy. So we go from Inferno 26 to Paradiso 2 and then the next one see illustration this is also early 15th century in the Vatican and you can see it's quite crude but beautiful with the ship uh, the, the tree the vast uh, broken and the heads of the of the crew uh, in the sea together with fish and- Professor Boitani Professor Boyadjian, since we have 10 minutes
2: now to the end of this session, and uh, mm-hmm. after two such inspiring and stimulated contributions to the debate, uh, I would like to ask the organizer if we have received any question from the audience. Thanks. Yes, we have a question here. Uh, the first is Dante's idea has been used or alluded to in various show, books, movies. How far do you think they have done justice in preserving his ideas? And will those philosophical questions hold their sanctity when remodeled? Please, I ask now Professor maybe Junta to start to uh, answer this question. And then, Professor. Sure, uh,
0: can you hear me? Yes? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, very good question. Um, I know there are many mm, well, there, there's, for instance, there's a manga version, a Japan, a Japanese manga version of, of The Divine Comedy, uh, and it's pretty entertaining and, and nice and, um, and nice to read, in fact. And there are movies. Peter Greenaway made some very good movies about, uh, I mean, taking taking inspiration taking inspiration from The Divine Comedy. Um, well, my opinion is that if you want to get close to Dante, you have to read him. There are no short ways. There, there's no... Uh, substitution, substitution there no, there's no surrogate, you have to read the text because it's so full of both, so full of um, wonderful lines that if you just get the juice uh, of the plot of the story, you don't get enough. So you can read the, the manga versions, you can read the comics, you can watch the movies, but if you want to really have a real Dantesca experience, you have to read the text. Um, exactly, for, because Dante is saying something very particular and very, very uh, determined, very precise. And uh, and every version that is not a written version of the Divine Comedy, the text itself, uh, in, a, in a way betrays the contents of the Divine Comedy. So I'm sorry, but there's no shortcut. You have to read the poem, all of it. Thank you,
2: Professor Giunta. And uh, last question, maybe, to Professor Boitani which is, in your view, the definitive uh, English translation of the Divine Comedy. (laughs) This, I think, is a question that interests so much all our
1: audience here. Well, um, there is no definitive edition. Um, As you can see, the ones I projected were three different ones. Um, The first one was from Robin Kirkpatrick, a Penguin, a few years ago only. Um, then the last one was Alan Mandelbaum, American, uh, also not very long ago, about 20 years ago, uh, more, 30 let's say. And then the third translation was Henry Francis Carey, which is about 200 years old. Um, a, a translation of the Divine Comedy, or of some parts of the Divine Comedy, comes out in English every year, uh, in some parts of the English-speaking world. So, no definitive translation. There would be a better one or a better one for some things and, uh, you know, a better one for something else? For instance, there is a, a, a translation of Inferno only, then the poet died, by an Irish poet, quite a renowned Irish poet, called Carson. Uh, he published only the Inferno, very good, and then he died. So that's it, he never went on. But there are bits and pieces by American poets um, by every, you know, lots of people have tried. Sheamusini tried not the entire comedy. He wanted to, at one point he dreamt of translating the entire comedy and then he said, I'm not up to it. So, he, <laughs> he stopped. Thank uh, you, it- Professor Buitani. I think we have s- still a- a time for a last
2: question we received. Why is that the Eighth Circle is the one where Dante spends so much time? What would the Dante's political view be like in today modern times? Not easy to <laughs> elaborate in such a a few Don't minutes me, of me. time. Please, yeah. Professor uh, uh, Boitani or Professor Junta, uh, as you like.
1: Well, he was a pretty reaction in his own time. Please. He was a reactionary in his own time. Um, you know, he advocated for the empire and the empire was crumbling apart. He did not see the national states taking, taking place or rising. Um, so I don't know what he would be today, um, but uh, I, he will always strive, I think, for the good of the people. This is what he says in the, in the mon- Monarchia. You know that the, 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 uh, the government the people who rule, um, whether it be the Emperor or the Pope or somebody else, uh, should strive to defend that ideal for us, uh, you know, the subjects or the citizens. Um, this is the main thing. Now whether he would be in favor of uh, Mario Draghi, the present Prime Minister just uh, a week as Prime Minister, or the former one, or the future one. Italy, as you know, changes prime minister every year or every six months. Um, I don't know. But, you know, whether he will be left-wing or right-wing or centre, uh, I I have no idea, but I think... Professor Giunta? Oh,
0: he would be... I mean, first of all, he was, he was a Christian, so uh, there are things that he would not let go. I mean, like uh, like divorce or abortion or so, and so on. So, he was a Christian. so quite on the right wing, I would say. Um, it's a question a question about the, the Eighth Circle. Why, do, why does Dante spend so much time there? Because the, the Eighth Circle, called Malebolge, is the place where fraud is punished. And fraud has many, many faces, many ways. So every single part of the Eighth Circle is, um, is, is devoted to a particular face of the fraud. The human beings are fraudulent. And, and Dante knew all ways, all, all the faces of this terrible scene. That's why. Thank you very much. But, I think
2: we have had a very, very interesting, I hope, for the audience, for everybody discussion. But uh, first, at the end, we will invite all of you to read Comedia, Divine Comedia. is the best way to really know much more about Dante thought, Dante art, Dante poetry.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So Bye. Thank you for listening to Jephyr Bytes, the JLF podcast. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. This podcast is produced by Launchora in association with Teamwork Arts. Please subscribe or follow to this show wherever you're listening to this.